Hollywood's location, I'm Hollywood Hills. It's time once again for the long shot tonight. Whitley Heights, dogs both alive and dead, ship novels, and no Joe Wagner. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good evening, and welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host, Sean Conroy. This is the beginning, the very first episode of season seven. Wow. We are beginning our seventh season. We are, I think that's more seasons than Seinfeld. No. No, it's not at all. Do you think Eddie got the seventh season itch? Mm, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, like the seven-year age. Oh, I know what that is. Okay. It's a very good movie with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> very funny. She's living upstairs. I don't believe The guy's living downstairs. His wife is it's away for funny. the summer. <laughs> it's, very, it's a very funny comedy, I folks. I really Check enjoy it. it. <laughs> I love like comedies. First relationship. Uh, with bitch. me on the podcast today, oh as you God. may have noticed, the female co-host... <laughs> Jamie Flam. Miss Amber Kenny is here. <laughs> Hello. And the male co-host, Jamie Flam. No, I was thinking we should switch up the intros. Now that okay. we're a different show uh-huh. officially, even though it's been creeping towards differentness for a while, I was thinking we should change up the intros and even change up the top of the show. We can talk oh. about that later. Or we can talk about it now. I but could, let's not. I could, uh, well, by the time this is released, there will be a new I could intro beginning. you guys one time. No. What's that? I can intro you guys. Ugh, please. <laughs> I think you want me crazy. to intro. Girls can't do things like that. Women, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Women With- can't do things like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> girls just... Well, this no. has been a great episode. So let's start tonight. We always start our show. But we can mix it up. Let's end our show here. <laughs> um, no, I still want to do the checking in segment because okay. that's... One of the most fun things about the podcast to me is finding out what's going on with Amber and finding out what isn't going on with Jamie. <laughs> um, so let's start tonight with Jamie. <laughs> what? Great. Jamie, what's going on? We haven't seen each other for, well, we've seen each other, but we haven't seen right. each other on the show for like three weeks, right? Yep. I looked through my calendar. Oh, please tell me you found Why something. Why didn't you look through your calendar? No specific dates. Uh, By the way, Amber, <laughs> just to point out to our folks at home, Amber is selling every joke at this point with a huge smile, as if she's a precocious child from the vaudeville era. And my eyebrows went up and down. She said, "She said, why didn't you check your calendar? And then did a take to us. We call that a take in the business. Working okay, on, at the I'm, end of the joke, do a take. They'll love it, kid. <laughs> I'm going to be a star. Um, I should also point out, by the way, that this sound is the tinkle tinkle of ice cubes because Jamie and I are enjoying a little bourbon right now. We are. I'm hydrating with water. Mm-hmm. Because girls <laughs> hydrate. Alex was disgusted by the fact that I'm drinking water. Well, Alex has odd priorities. <laughs> what are we drinking, by the way? It's very good. It's better we get. It's Maker's Mark. Ooh. Um, okay, Jamie, <clears throat> all stalling aside, please tell us what's been going on with you. Yeah, I went through my calendar, and there wasn't a specific date or <laughs> thing or occurrence. <laughs> it's been a great three weeks, and I know that's not good for radio. 
uh, or podcasting, but uh, I, I thought I would just talk about inspiration. It's a word that I've been thinking about Sean's a lot. Here we you. fucking go. You know, it's seventh season, and as I continue to to grow and and, and evolve, I all of your keywords. It is my keywords. Um, I know that I want to inspire more than anything else. You want to inspire? I want to inspire. inspire what? Anger? Contempt? What? You know, if that's a, a side effect for some people, so be it. Who but do I you want, want to inspire? Everybody? Everybody. <coughs> or anyone that wants to listen. But I mean, my day-to-day um, uh, routine involves now just you know talking to young comedians. Today, I just left today. I'm a little bit inspired because we had a, a meeting at work. <laughs> I like um, that you have like an inspired meter. You're like, I'm at like a 30% inspired. Well, tonight, so we had a meeting at the improv uh-huh. with all the door people. And that's like all the people that when you, when you get to the improv, you know, when you walk in, um, the people that greet you. And Do you then, think people don't know what door people are? <laughs> well, they're specific. You've inspired some people at home to pull their hair out. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamie. Um, but that's also the people that are in the showroom who are like kind of, you know, these make, are aspiring comics working for nothing, so they get stage time. Correct? No, no, some a couple of them are, but for it's the most like part, bouncers almost, right? almost bouncers. But there was like you know ten people in the room, and you know I was able to talk about you know the new kind of direction we're taking the club and and trying to um, get rid of some of the stereotypes of the club um, experience, where a lot of people like I go to a club, I just get yelled at and herded like cattle in and out, buy your drinks, get the fuck out. So I had, you know, this stage and I was like... I wonder what cattle would feel like if they came to the improv. <laughs> like, this seems pretty normal to me. <laughs> You're right. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> They'd be Things like, are changing around here. <laughs> um, but trying to... I was about to say Bob, by the way, and I feel like we have to make no, that yeah, word yeah. off limits R.I.P. <laughs> but the experience when you when this begins as soon as you get to the, the improv or anywhere you it go... It seems pretty normal to me, Freddie. <laughs> How about you, Ron? Those are cow names? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it should be Eddie. I'm like, I feel like you need a Bessie in there. Yeah. And, you know, like when you're in that room, you're, you're protecting a sacred thing. What's going on that stage? You said this? I said <laughs> this. I used the word sacred. Ugh. It is sacred. Uh, the performing arts, you know, when, when people are on that stage putting everything into it. And granted, that's not every single show. But that's what I'm working towards is making it seven nights a week. Two shows a night. Every show is amazing. But um, their job is to protect the comedians who are on that stage. That means the hecklers. That means the door slamming behind them in the back. That means... Um, did, you, did you start to turn into Jackie Mason at the meeting? <laughs> Your job is to protect the comedians. Is that what it sounded like? Yes. Um, so, so maybe I did a little bit. Um, I just met Jackie Mason's uh, cousin or something. Fun aside. Cool Fun aside. Awesome. Anyway. That's exactly what I did. Awesome. <laughs> Anyway, I was I want to inspire. Oh, I was on a podcast this morning too, for um, the West Side Comedy Theater, which is a theater where I started. And the guys there are starting a new podcast, and they were asking me about my history there. But um, just it became very inspirational talk. I want to inspire people to do good, wonderful things in this world through comedy and everything else. And so that making that the focus of my life. You know what I think inspires people? Hmm. Not talking about how much you want to inspire them. I, well, I don't agree with that. <laughs> of course you don't. Well, but then how, how do you inspire? Do, be, I, well, make, I am doing it, create, being, but in the meantime, exist. I am doing that as well. But in the meantime, I don't know what the fuck to talk about because my calendar is just like, you know. Just, what, are you, what are you creating right now? What have you done 
creatively lately? Well, on Friday, we had a show. Great. Tell me about that. It was a Van Jam show. It was the sixth one. Why is it called Van Jam? Because it's hosted and produced by Vanessa, Van, and Jamie, me, Jam. Okay. That's a weird name. <laughs> but it's a jam. It's a... Me- um, I wasn't going to talk about it, but it was it was a magical, inspiring night. Magical, inspiring night. Tell us why. Well, first of all, it was fucking packed. I don't know where these people come from, but there was not a, a Thank seat God in the house. Thank God for them. Jorge was there. Alex was there. Um, but the band was great. Um, we had Pete Holmes um, was going to headline the show. Very funny comic. Never been on this show, has he? No. He did oh, a yes, live he was. show. He did a live show. Oh, yeah, yeah he did a live show. But he called in sick at like 5 p.m. And that's, you know, as a producer, you all know. Like, How many sick days do you give? You get three sick days. Before. <laughs> um, and so I had to scramble at the last minute to find someone um, at that level. I went out to Aziz Ansari. And, um, Not the other Aziz. <laughs> Aziz Reynolds <laughs> from Chicago. He's a new comic. I can't do it, man. Sorry. Try the- Are you sure you have the right Aziz? <laughs> You sure you're not trying to get the other Aziz? <laughs> I know people dig my crazy, weird Muppet voice. <laughs> Aziz the cow. <laughs> um, but anyway, it just ended up, it all came together, and it was a really fun Who night. did you get? Aziz and Nick Kroll, and, um, and then Pete got TJ to pop in, and then Todd Glass popped in. My phone never rang. You will do a band jam, <laughs> as will Amber. What? Yeah. Da, 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 as will Jorge. As will Jorge. He, he, Jorge. Too, too bad Amber and I are going to be doing AMC. <laughs> so we won't be able to be at Van Jam. Very funny. Well, here's actually my only regret was at the end of the show. And it was like a, drunk. it was a long show. It was like a two oh, hour plus show. <laughs> at the very end of the show, there was this moment where we're saying goodbye. And two I'm hour like, show. So that's perfect. That's exactly how by half an hour too long of how long you want. Well, to here's the thing. Show. There was a much different vibe. on a, It was on a Friday night, whereas the other ones were on Thursday. I think people, you know, not having to go to work the next day. They were willing yes, to hang out. They were willing to hang out longer. But there was a moment at the end where, like, the audience, you know, I, was started, I started going into something inspirational, in theory. What was it? I don't know. I was just like, I hope you have a great weekend. And this I is, hope you this have is a the end of the show. Weekend. I guess that's, like, not that inspiring. But, <laughs> but like, it was going in that. And this then, is the outro to the show. Yeah, we're closing it up. And then Vanessa was like, oh, my God, I want to see where he's going with this. And there was rapt attention on me. And in my head, like in the back of my head, like, you have their attention. This is your opportunity to inspire. Right. And instead of actually doing that, I just like rambled, rambled on for like another 30 seconds. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> and then asked if, I asked if everyone uh, accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their savior <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and uh, um, All right. Let's get out of here. <laughs> that was it. But, I thought uh, the kid had something left. <laughs> I will say I went to the improv and saw Jamie and his element for the first time. I was with you. I know. And it was really... It was like seeing the Godfather. It was so funny. We were sitting in the corner. We were sitting in a corner booth and people were just coming over to kiss the ring. It was really weird. That was a weird night. kissing up so hard. It was so funny. That was a week ago tonight. You have a very different status than I liked when the guy came over and he said, Hey, Jamie, you got a new girlfriend? About Amber. (laughs) And I said, No, I'm with Jamie. (laughs) And he didn't know what was happening yes. and walked away. <laughs> By the way, the next day after that, yeah. I got a text from one of the guys that came over. And it was, you know, I, I said hello and like, and that's it to those guys. It was great, great all caps. <laughs> great seeing you last night. I like, can't wait to see you again, brothers. I'm awesome like, conversation. And I got so mad at that. I was like, was it great to see me? Was it great to see me? Yeah. It would be great if you would give me more spots. Right. 
That would be great. I don't know if you're doing a character. No, I'm doing him. <laughs> I want the next time I go and I sit in the corner with you. I don't know if that will ever happen, but I want to see people like bringing cliffhanger, you off- <laughs> bringing you offerings. You know, like <laughs> will Amber ever go and sit in the corner with Jamie again? <laughs> Tune in next time, same bat channel. <laughs> um, but it was funny to watch people being like. Mr. Flam, how you doing? How you doing? It's so nice to see you, Don Jamie. Don Jamie, thank you so much for coming to my daughter's wedding. I appreciate it. <laughs> and Jamie was just going, "Act like a man." <laughs> um, and Sean and I were just like laughing, yeah, giggling. <laughs> well, we were talking, we were brainstorming ideas for yeah for yeah, the new direction of this podcast. Out, no. We had a big meeting about whether to continue this podcast, but we all knew that we were going to continue it, right? We are continuing it, folks, in case you did not realize. <laughs> or are we? Or are we? This, this is, is the last one. This is a ghost podcast. This <laughs> is a ghost podcast. <laughs> we got together one more time to announce that we are all leaving the show. I'm starting a podcast called Sean Versations with Sean Conroy by Sean Conroy, starring Sean Conroy. You don't have any Amber, names? Amber is leaving to start a show called Amber Announcements. <laughs> Liquid with Amber Kenny and the light at the end of the tunnel, Amber Kenny stories by Amber Kenny. And Jamie is starting a podcast <laughs> called "I Hope I Have Something to Say" by Jamie Flam <laughs> with Jamie Flam. Uh, um, so Jamie, you really have nothing going on. You, you know, did your I, show. I, I, I feel great. like I have a lot going on. I feel like I'm. I'm like what? Well, I. You know what? I'm at. I'm in a very content place for the first time consistently in a mm-hmm. long time you seem happy yeah i feel like i am i'm sure it coincides with i haven't immaculatized the last few weeks but i paid more attention to <laughs> um i did the 21 day oprah deepak uh, meditation challenge i didn't succeed every i don't day. think meditation and challenge should be in the same we talked set. about this last time <laughs> it's like competitive meditation <laughs> this thursday jamie flam sits down <laughs> to meditate against Freddie Stevens. <laughs> I will meditate the fuck out of you, Freddie. There's a lot of trash talk going back and forth between these two. Let's see who can clear their mind harder. I actually went up against Aziz Reynolds <laughs> last week. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> I got nothing in my head. How about you? Well, it's, yeah, hmm. But uh, how was how you meditated for 21 days? I probably did like. 13 of the days. <laughs> that's a fail. That's failure. No, but that's the way. That's the, uh, you can't look at it that way. I, I'm learning to not look at it as a fail, but like I can just jump back on tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like that with drinking and all these other things. <laughs> right. I like that you grabbed your drink. It's and, like that with uh, drinking. <laughs> um, Everything in moderation, even moderation. Exactly. That said... Starting Sunday, <laughs> I'm <laughs> going start to start doing heroin. <laughs> Good Christmas. What's going to start Sunday? I am so fucking committed. I talked about this a few weeks ago, but I'm so committed. It's time to go. It's time to. <laughs> it's time to get some shows okay, on TV. I understand what you're saying. It is time to like it's time to go. No more time <laughs> for fucking around. It's 100 focus. Oh yeah, your your um, New Year's resolution was to get a show on TV. Um. So. That and just continue and do everything. I don't know. I feel focused for the first Can time. Can I be on time. your TV show? Yeah. You're not just saying that. Did you guys watch my TV show, by the way? It was on last night. No. What's I didn't know your, that. The pilot, which I had nothing to do with. The pilot was on Adult Swim? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a crazy show. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a well, crazy show. 
It's so crazy. I forgot. I forgot how crazy it was, and then I was like, "Oh, this is crazy." Wait, how's your how's that going? How is work going? Yeah, it's going very well. Aside from not getting paid. <laughs> yes, I am now entering week six of my job and have not gotten paid, nor seen hide nor hair that of money. Like That's illegal. illegal. I did get my yeah. gas turned back on because I got my tax refund, but I have not seen any money from my job. But what's hilarious is, like, I don't know. For me, this is a big, big deal. I am running a television program. Yes, of course. In our dream. Right. I mean, as a, as a friend of mine said to, to me last night, thing. he was like, because I, I mentioned my age to him, and he's like, people your age, which he's also that age, so I don't know why he said it that way, but he was like, <laughs> they are at the point in their career where they're like, is this ever going to happen for me? Am I going to get what I want? And you got it. You got it. Even if you never get another thing again, you got to do this thing that you've wanted right, to do. Right, right, right. Because I have a hard time... As you know, feeling Being happy and thankful, good about anything. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, "You need to be proud of yourself," and I was like, "Yeah, I do." But I, I wasn't. But I said that I paid him lip service. <laughs> you lied to your friend. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I should be happy. I should be proud. I'm not. But what's funny about it is, I think a lot of that, of course, not to get too therapy oriented. Bring it on, shit. buddy. It comes from the fact that I grew up with two parents who were so ridiculously hard on me. Mm. And caused me to be ridiculously hard on myself. Right. So they're still hard on me. They don't. They don't get this. They don't like that I'm doing this. Right. It's crazy to think you could ever make it in show business. They have four other sons who are doing very conventional things, and they're much happier with those guys than they are with me. I am in their mind, which I don't think is true, but in their mind, I I think I'm pretty much a failure at this point. You know, Ugh. and it's very hard for me not to feel that way. Myself, because right. I'm so – I value their opinion so greatly still, even right. now, as a man well past 25. adolescence, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I still take their opinion very seriously. So – and they don't understand what goes on. They don't know what I do. They right. don't know what it means to be in a writer's room. They don't have any sense. I wrote a long email to my dad about the process and what it's like to be the guy who calls quitting time every day and the guy who sends the intern out for coffee and you know all that stuff. The boss. I'm the boss. Right. And I've never been the boss before. He doesn't understand it. But what they did understand is that I'm not getting paid. That's the part they chose to focus on. Not like, good job getting this job. This is exciting. This is a great opportunity for you. You've worked really hard. You're, you know, and... They were like, well, Sean, how can, how can you keep going there if they're not paying you? What if? And I said, well, they, they will give me money eventually. I don't right. doubt that. That's just how these things go sometimes. My mother, my mother literally goes, Sean, what if after 12 weeks they just say to you, sorry, Sean, we don't want to use any of your ideas. We're not going to give you any money. What if you never get any money for this? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I, I'm going to get paid. Right. It's not optimal to right, not right, get right, paid right. for six weeks worth of work. No. But at some point, I'm going to get a lot of money, you know, because they are paying me a lot of money. Can I borrow a <laughs> A lot of money for me. I mean, not, not <laughs> real life a lot of money. But anyway, it's, it's, it's great. It's yeah. great. I, I, I love it. I love being there. I love working with the guys I'm working with. Um, this is not to say that I'm happy about anything. Yeah, come on. Be happy right now. No. Let's cheers. Inspire him. I, this is an opportunity. I will have some whiskey, though. 
Ooh. Sean, like, look at this opportunity. You're living, you, you said no, it, you're living thing, your dream. I'm sorry to cut you off. The other thing is, <laughs> um, this is the best. My <laughs> friend said to me last night, which is true, he was like, you. Your friend that's the same age as you? Yeah. He's a little younger, but he's, he's about the same age. But he said, and I will give you a hint, he's been a guest on this podcast. Um, I think I know who it is. He said, look, you achieved this sheerly through talent and endurance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I'm not good at, at Hollywood. Yeah, I'm not yeah. good at connecting with people and working those connections. Right. And I mean, I see people in the green room at UCB theater and it turns my stomach. Oh yeah. How immediately everybody's like, Oh, who's your agent? How did you get that? Where did you, how do you, what do you, how do they, and Ugh. it's just like blatantly in right, your face right, right. conversations. And I, I just can't do that. I've never been able to right, do that. Right. And so that's another part of it that I'm proud of is that somehow, I don't know how I have gotten to this point without being the guy who goes, hey, man, you know, the people who hug each other. Do you know but what how, I mean? How like, successful are the like huggers? Like the fucking dudes who hug each other. Wait, what's wrong with hugging? Known each other for like a month, and they're like, "What's up, bro? Love you, man. Love you." I hug God. everybody. I'm not that guy, yeah, though. Yeah, but I, I know you're not that guy. But what I'm saying is, the guys who hug the other guys who are successful because they're right. successful. Right. No, yeah, I I was just having this conversation with a friend. If anything, I do the opposite. If I know someone who gets some success, I sort of what is the opposite of a hug? No, no, no. I'll, I'll explain. Kick them I, in the nuts. I, I start sort of avoiding them because I'm so self conscious of right. them thinking that I want to be friends with them because they're successful. Right. But like that's also not nice. So I don't know. Well, how to... and talking about this is the same thing that was happening to Jamie the other night at the Improv. Is people right. being like, "Hey, bro, right. like I want something from you. Right. You could help me in some it's way." It's so obvious, though. And I, I feel just like you have could never. But, but, you, but I think good people As see right say, through I've that. I've never gotten down with that. But they don't. It doesn't matter. Or even if they see right through it, it doesn't matter because that's the nature of the system. Is that you do that? Alex. You know, but I think there's what enough. Is Alex, Alex is dancing in the <laughs> He's other room, nodding so vigorously. <laughs> so so wants to go. Yeah, <laughs> he works at a studio. That's true. He knows. Um, but I, 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 it's just so rife with insincerity and using people. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just, I, I don't get down with that. Right. Uh, but I think there's so many sincere, good people. It's, it's probably not the majority, but there's enough of them out there, and they're at, they all want to help each other. So that's where you're at, where you're at, in spite of you not speaking up and shaking those hands and giving those hugs, because you're doing your talent, you work hard, and and, and people want to work with that too. I guess it might. It takes longer. I'm like taking the slow road myself. <laughs> oh, I'm on the fast track. <laughs> Get it? Because I'm not. <laughs> right. Toppermost of the poppermost. As the Beatles used to say. Wait, what? What does that mean? That's what they used to say. On what? Where are we going, lads? Toppermost of the poppermost. And by the way, the Beatles broke up when they were all 30 years old. That fucking destroys me when I think about that. That's so crazy. I know. But we're not the Beatles. We, Yet. And we already broke we up. We could be. We could have been, yeah. <laughs> the Beatles of podcasting. But well, now Ringo went on to do his own stupid <laughs> album, so we got... Boy, that guy keeps a steady beat, though. <laughs> steady beat. Uh, all right, Amber, what's going on with you? Um, well, first of all, I'm actually very happy that we've had the small hiatus that we've had because mm-hmm. it was um, good timing for me. It was the height of my crazy emotional... What does that mean? Like, what were the, what were the manifestations of that? I was very weepy 
and angry and guilty and But I, I mean, that's how I am all the time. So why is this? No, but like everything was making me cry. Mm-hmm. Like the moon. <laughs> well, what, well, what, like when, the moon, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's <laughs> yeah, amore and right. it's time to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a full moon or a... Like all of them. All the stages. Half moon. Crescent. Oh and gibbous. Waxing. Weaning. <laughs> and those weird nights when there's, you can't even see the moon. The moon has been really big, by the way. Have you seen that? There's been a few nights where it's like, that is a big moon. Who are you? <laughs> no. A guy that sees a moon and likes to... Um, the moon has been really big, you guys. But, but I feel like I guess, I'm in a senior citizen's home. I guess the point is, like, I am starting to feel like myself again a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that feels nice. To not just be like... um. <sighs> I don't know. We're in this weird cape of sad and anger. Cape? I don't know. I was trying to think of something that would be over me. That's your character on the radio play that we're going to do. She wears a weird cape of sadness and anger. I'm not... I don't know if you guys have noticed. She is the dark (laughs) and weepy widow. (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed, but I am not comfortable... With anger that mm. isn't that yeah. isn't somewhere I live very often. Mm. So to be in it, it mm-hmm. felt weird and foreign, and right. uh, glad to be moving past it. Great. How I'm doing that is I'm taking a shit ton of dance classes. You look great. I've seen a lot of your tweets. <laughs> Thank you. You got a glow. <laughs> I think the one I saw was like, "The more blistered my feet, the more healed my heart." Is that real? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody put that on a poster and put it up in a dance studio everywhere. I, that is pretty inspiring. I like thought it and I was like, I shouldn't tweet it. It's too, like, I don't know, Midwestern mom or something. Yeah, well, it's a weird <laughs> grammatical construction, first of all. <laughs> like, what are you, from the 19th century? <laughs> but um, I said it to a friend and she's like, fucking tweet it. And I was like, all right. Yeah, that's your friend who always just goes, fucking tweet it, man. <laughs> Shut up. Just tweet it. Um, but You have a thought. Just tweet that shit, man. <laughs> People love to read your thoughts. It's so cool, man. Like It's like inside your mind, this shit's going on. Don't hold back from that. <laughs> just say it. Just mm-hmm. do it. Um, the other thing that was helpful, particularly this weekend, is I was dog-sitting for my friend Sean, not you. A different song. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, this dog. Holy shit! My dog's gone. <laughs> this dog, buddy. I and, thought you were in charge of him. And he was just so sweet, and I want a dog so badly. Like I instantly felt <coughs> much more zen around him. Like it just f- forced me to be present, going on walks, and like. I I agree with you. I don't have a dog, but when the chancellor would let me walk. The Chancellor's dog. Oh man! I would, uh, which still happens sometimes. It is. It's like are we going to talk about? No, no, no. Okay. It's a peaceful experience walking the dog. Yeah, and like, I feel like we except spend... when you have to pick up the shit. Oh yeah, that's, yeah I that's hate not it. Worth I like it. literally it's so I'm like, gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate when it. Oh, you can feel the warmth in your hands. Oh. And then yeah, and then you have to put it in the bag and try yeah. to get it off your hands. So. <laughs> no, no, Sean, you're doing it wrong. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate dog shit more than anything in the fucking world. I've stepped in it like probably seven times in my life. It's it's the worst thing to deal with it. I love that you keep track of how many times you've stepped in dog shit. In my life. That's what it says on Jamie's calendar. (laughs) It's been marked seven times over the last 30 years. Fuck, it happened again. Stepped in dog shit. But yeah, I feel like... May 23rd. Isn't that the worst thing ever? 
I think not picking up after your dog's dog shit is worse than murder. I that don't was know a, about that. was a that. big thing. I, I remember when I <laughs> when I ran for student government in sixth grade, uh-huh. which I did not win, which was bullshit. Because in fifth grade, count. I was the vice president of the school. Mm-hmm. Me too. So in sixth grade, I should have been the president of right, the school. Right, right. Did not win. But I remember my platform had a lot to do with dog shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, because people would walk their dogs by the school and there would just be dog shit all over outside. I love that that's your job <laughs> at sixth grade. And president. I would be like, we're going to put up signs that say, please curb your dog. And the guy who won was like, probably more candy. Was like, yeah, exactly. Pizza parties every day. I remember when I was um, a senior in high school, the guy who won like class president, the only reason he won is he, he, all of his posters had like. Drug references on them. <laughs> when I when I was a senior in high school, the guy who won for president, it was kind of a joke. Although he was a nice guy, but in his speech when he spoke to the school, he was like, he was like, he quoted Leonard Skinner. Like he was like, at the beginning of Leonard Skinner's famous most famous song, no. they say, "What song is it you want to hear?" And the audience responds, "Free Bird." So I'm asking you guys. When I become head of student government, what do you guys want to hear? And everybody was like, free bird! <laughs> <laughs> Just for the whole he rest of the really assembly. setting yeah. that up. It was so That's funny. <laughs> it's funny to be on the free bird. It was just like, free bird! <laughs> Platform. Oh, but, but yeah, I feel like we're constantly in... By the way, I just want to point out that I had to just take a text uh-huh. because I have a job and I'm the boss now. Congra- I don't nothing, know what to nothing say. Nothing needs to be said. You don't need to say anything. Um, and then Jamie, of course, compulsively checked his phone. <laughs> he He's kind of a boss. I'm not. Yeah. I'm super not. But but the thing is, we're constantly <laughs> on the go, even if we don't need to be. I think we're just set as a society, like, drive home. So, like, and when you're walking a dog, they stop to, like, smell stuff. Yeah. And it's fine. It's other dogs piss, yeah. not the roses, but no. <laughs> at least they're stopping. But like, it's it's like a nice reminder of like, oh yeah, yeah, just be here. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Just be here. And like, sleeping in a bed with a dog was really sweet. On Sunday, I had some free time, and we both took a nap in the living room. And I just woke up like, heaven. This is heaven. Yeah. So yeah, I want a dog, but I also I want a dog too. Let's get a. Podcast Long. dog. Well, we'd have more than one. We could replace Eddie with a dog. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Every it would week. have to be a British bulldog. And it would, it would have, but we'd have to have it talk. It would be like, no. Hello, everybody. I'm the long shot podcast dog. You just put a microphone in its face, and every once in a while it would go. <laughs> <laughs> it would be groundbreaking, too. I think that would, would be like the. The first dog on a podcast. Well, we already I'm did the cat podcast. Not so. kidding about this. I'm not at all. No offense, Jamie. I don't want to keep it. Yeah, you know what? I'm over that. When did you do a cat pod? Oh, you guys yeah. did. I remember now. You know what? I'm <laughs> over. Remember it. we got paid all that money. <laughs> Only time I ever have. Yeah. No, I remember I went to a fair that day, like a, like a state fair. And it was a county fair. Um, and, um, let's talk a little, like let's a talk a little about the podcast. Let's talk a little about the podcast. Should we take a break? No, no, no. Before we before we take a break, because we're gonna do we're gonna do mailbag after the break. Okay. Looks like my computer might be okay for a while. Um, yeah. But let's talk <laughs> about the podcast. Just... What? I was pretending like it was a door knock. Oh. Remember back in the day, not mm-hmm. to get too sentimental, but how Charlie would always walk through. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Charlie. That was a hey. long time ago. Is that guy still alive? Yeah, he's doing <laughs> that very well. That guy's still alive. What does he do? <laughs> he's like on television. He's, he's an a actor. writer for Key and Peele. He's written oh. for Key and Peele for three seasons. Oh, good. good for him. When I was nominated for a Writers Guild Award. I remember I that. Out with him at, went to at the, the award show? Um, and he does ask out with me sometimes. Um, all right. So tell me your thoughts. Now that Eddie's not here, mm-hmm. we can be a little bit more honest. <laughs> Do you think we were holding back? I think it was a weird conversation. Yeah. I definitely think it was a weird conversation. Right, right, right. Well, I don't think any of us wanted it to be a negative no. last episode Definitely for him. not. Definitely not. Uh, him included. Right, right. That's um, it. So that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like the response to his leaving and us saying we're not sure if we're going to do the show anymore was very positive. Yeah. People were into us continuing to do the show even without him. I would say it was 100% positive. Well, I didn't read all the emails. Maybe. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I don't want to say that just because I don't know that that's true. Yeah. I'm sure also, there must have been some people who were like, uh-oh, those guys are fucked. In fact, there was one email that was like, well, thanks for doing the show. You guys really liked it. Good luck with the rest of your careers. Like, just well, we assuming that, leave would be, it on a cliff that we would hanger. be done with it. Um, but here's my question. What do you guys think will happen if we keep doing this? Well, we'll with <laughs> us, with this podcast? I don't know. I you know what? To do a joke answer, but I... Do it. No, I'm not going to. Here's what I will say. I was talking about it with some people today and i was explaining they're like was this the, at your meeting it was at the podcast i did a podcast with those guys <laughs> they're like tell us about the long shot what's going like what is that all right listen i know you guys are just door people <laughs> here at the improv which by the way those are the people that stand at the door <laughs> and let people in that's why we call you door people but i want to talk a little about my you podcast don't have to be a door no 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 but i was with them i was like like we're a family this is a family. Aww, it was it a very is, family. It's feeling it is. More it more is. I would throw up in my mouth if somebody said that. It to was me. all all happiness. Sean, you love it. No, I don't. You have to pretend to not. That's your character. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> it was. It was good. Sometimes that's true. That's not always true. This time that is not true. Go ahead. Jamie. I, I was. I did this podcast and they're like, tell us about the long shot. What's <laughs> oh my god, we already did this part. <laughs> no, no, no. He's. he's, he's no, right. and um. But I feel like there's enough time has passed. It's been three. I also and a half like years. that you made the guy who was hosting the show sound like a little groovy of a dude. You're like, tell us about the Lung Shot podcast. <laughs> He's a really good guy. His name is Sean Casey. He runs the our, uh, West Side Comedy Theater. Um, but I was like looking about it with it's been enough time. It's been three and a half years since we did that. That's and, and how much this podcast has evolved because you know whenever someone asks me that, I tell about the evolution. Like you know, for me specifically, that first season and how much of an arc there's been. And sitting in a room with the four of you guys, or three, two of you. <laughs> <laughs> More whiskey, Mr. Flom. Um, but that first season sitting in here five, so the five, the awkward six. and so uncomfortable and so like at that point in my life where I'm like leaving here and then going to my grandma's and all this shit. You, know, you guys know the story as much as anyone. By but, season one. But like when they were asking me too, they're like, do you have any advice I'm at a point now where people ask me advice on starting a podcast. I'm like, I always say, you know, we did two episodes that didn't even see the light of day. Um, that you just got to do it and it's kind of figure it out and evolve. But w- did we have any expectation that this would last this long, let alone... We had no idea what we were doing. No. No idea. With Eddie and what this was and these four disparate um, characters and voices and who we are and like, 
and how far we've come and we're friends and like just knowing me and you and right, our history. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> just being it was a long shot that it would work It out. was and now it is and now we're on the I'll seventh Sell season. it, kid. Sell it. <laughs> Give them the take. Y'all razzle dazzle. And now we're in our seventh season and like we're all friends and have so many different things. Stop saying we're all friends, okay? <laughs> we are friends. It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> well, you're wearing the best friends necklace that Jamie gave you. That's true. Thank you for that. Come on. I, you guys you told me it was saying. a blowjob necklace. But <laughs> but where, a, what's a blowjob necklace? I don't know. I think we're... I think I just the like best, throwing around the term okay, blowjob. Guys, the best is yet to come. That's what I'm saying. Aww. Like, Eddie will look I back at... I am so fucking inspired right now. Perfect. Perfect. This I'm. I'm fucking. So but happy. here's my here's my other question. Uh, I'll answer that one. What? <laughs> so many people. I, I thought this was really interesting. Uh huh. Because, and I don't know if it's positive or negative. I feel like it's both. Mm-hmm. But so many people were. Well, first of all, there's a lot of people <laughs> who were like, "How are you guys going to fill the slot, the hole that Eddie left behind?" And then so many people were like. Uh, listen, you guys need to get Joe Wagner in there to be on your show. Get Joe Wagner to host. And I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I understand it because Joe has done the show and he's uh, like a mega fan and he brings a cool energy and he kind of does a weird thing where he channels all four of us at the time at different points. Like mm-hmm. he, he can capture all of that. Um <laughs> Didn't understand that. <laughs> no, that's why I was like, well, moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I am not drinking whiskey, for mm-hmm. the record. Um, Pussy. But, um, and the fact that, like, the four-person dynamic, I understand people's um, need to make it whole again. But I, I think we've done so many episodes recently. Like, that last season, we did, like, two solid months without Eddie. <coughs> um so I think we don't like. I think we're okay, the three of us, mm. and we're gonna have guests, right? Yeah. But I wasn't insulted that people offered up Joe. I thought it was a testament to close listening by fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what? Eddie Living is a goddamn blessing. We're good to go. Come on. Oh shit! No triage. more whiskey for you. <laughs> We're like no, I don't want to go that far because I love doing the show with Eddie, but I think it's okay to not have him here right. and to do a show with just the three of us. Right. Is that an outrageous claim to make? I don't think so. Perhaps. Oh. I was, <laughs> well, I was asking about... for myself to answer. <laughs> but that, that's the... the getting the, it wrong. <laughs> that's a testament to the evolution that Eddie was, you know... Um, That's a testament to evolution. By the way, we're making no stance <laughs> on whether God created the world, uh, whether we evolved from apes, which I think is – come on. That's bullshit. Go ahead, Jamie. But Eddie was like the, the force that brought me and you together. Like I wouldn't be here without Eddie, nor would you. No. So it's the, the fact that he left is like leaving us There's three people that didn't know each other at all. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we knew guys, each other. We didn't know you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy. Still just scratching <laughs> know, the that's surface. That's, that's, uh, that's cool. Yeah. And then there's Alex. <laughs> Sweet Alex. Um, <laughs> Come over here, you. And Give me I a think, hug. I think, <laughs> I think that the Joe Wagner thing, I guess the only thing I think about that is like, 
Joe is the biggest fan of the show, and if he becomes part of the show, we lose that interesting aspect when right. he comes on the show. Well, and full disclosure, we invited him to come tonight, and he didn't and he come. Bailed. <laughs> he bailed 20 minutes before the show started. It wasn't even like he said no. He said, sure, I'll do it. And then 20 minutes before the show, he said. Well, to his credit, he, he both emailed and Facebooked me. That's not a credit. That's, covered, that's called being alive in 2013. He covered two bases. There's four. Bases. Bases. Oh, yeah. Well, in a baseball game. <laughs> baseball. I never oh, even thought about that. Were you talking about, about missile bases? Okay, I'm sorry. All right. This feels like a good place oh to take God. a break. Baseball. We will take a break, and we'll Base. be back in a moment with more stuff. Did you just put that together? I've never thought about the fact that bases and... You didn't understand covering all your bases had to do with baseball? No, I did, but the idea of just the word baseball. You're like, just, oh, it's baseball. But like, oh, there's the bases, and you run around Can the we, bases. Let's just take a break, please. This is insane. Please. I've honestly never thought about that once in my life. Baseball, sure. You run around the bases. Stop it. I think we're done recording. I don't think so. I get the basket. I get the basket. I get all the other things, but not the bases. Oh, you stopped writing. We're back. You are listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast entering its seventh season. Dun, dun, dun. Down one member, up three. Aww. But covering all its bases. But the inspiration <laughs> through the roof. Through the roof. Uh, okay, we thought we'd read some emails, and luckily I did not prepare anything, so these are going to be totally random. We okay. have no idea what we're going to read. Here's the first one it is from Michael Selipak. Subject is apologies are in order. Hey, gang, just finished number 627, the inspirational mailbag episode. <laughs> That's exactly guess... what this one is. Yes. And it was yet another great show. That's so funny. <laughs> what, if we, what if they were just all emails about other emails? About like what's currently happening? <laughs> Extra special for me because my email was read. It was the ridiculous Game of Thrones Pledge My Allegiance nerd coming out party. I first want to apologize for the choice of the medieval tone. I realize that can come off pretty darn scary, sad, dark. One too many Renaissance festivals, I guess. I wish I could see just how nerdy you pictured me if you did. I did not. I promised to take a break from weed. Sorry. No. Secondly, I want to apologize for making (laughs) assumptions about Eddie's commitment to the show. (laughs) (laughs) I understand how busy he's been lately. I'm just very good at creating fictitious backstory and subplots and forgetting that they were all in my head to begin with. Maybe as improvisers in comics... You'll understand that better than most. Sorry. Lastly, and most importantly, I have to apologize directly to Jamie. Hmm. In my email, I tried to poke fun at him, but to my ears came off as boorish. 
That's a great word. I love that word. After I wrote that email, I listened to an episode without him, the huge vase episode, I think, and I had a little epiphany. I had been taking Jamie for granted in a dickish, dismissive way. I believe hair metal band Cinderella said it best. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Jamie, I'm sorry that I took you for granted and was insulting. You are an integral part of my enjoyment of the low show, Poe. It may be counterintuitive to some, but the show is weird without you. Aww. Good to know. I I feel like he's so apologetic about the I'm last not done. email. Oh. I don't even remember the email. Thanks again, Longshot <laughs> team. You make a great product. It sounds great, Jorge. Beautiful picture, Sam. And good drug dealing, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, Eddie, Jamie, and Sean, you make me laugh until it hurts in the good way. Namaste. Aww. But yeah, he seemed so apologetic about that email, but I don't think we were upset about it, were we? I don't remember. I, I don't remember, to... but I remember it sounds enchanting to me. Mm-hmm. And also, like, cool, you're into a genre. That That's mm-hmm. fine, right? Yeah, I love Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. I'm, I don't watch it. Never seen it. <clears throat> Never seen it. <laughs> I hear things. Uh, I saw one episode. Okay. Here is another one. I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> this is from Joel Froloff. I am currently listening to an old refurbished one of your podcasts. I don't know what that means. Refurbished. How is it refurbished? Oh, I don't know. I Me? didn't tell you guys. I released an entire season of kind of, uh, you know, remixes. my remixes. <laughs> <laughs> With Skrillex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> episode number 604. <laughs> I was thinking about your podcast in terms of electronegativity and electron shell subsequent levels. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of like Game of Thrones. Jamie represents the electron, a small particle with almost no mass. But as he harmonizes surface of an atom between a strange looking series of objects seemingly defying the properties of matter slash physical space. Electrons are negative, negative charge. Hmm. Amber Kenny is the proton in the heart of the neutron. She gives the weight of positivity to warp space and depending on phase is moving, scratch that, dancing, according to the laws of attraction within this grouping of dimensions. Eddie is an isotope (laughs) with a very large half-life, alternately emitting rage and peace. He routinely batters bitterly against his neighboring particles. His emissions are well known to cause people to laugh uncontrollably. Sean is the lattice energy that shifts according to two particular directions on the periodic table. Do you guys know the periodic table? Not it's like my favorite thing. I love the periodic table. What I do you think like about it? I want, it's just so fucking cool the way it's organized. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, like by right. not family, I, I, I just think it's amazing yeah, it's that they cool. were able to break down every mm-hmm. existing piece of matter and right. make it into a chart that you can look at and go, here's, I don't know. I think it's cool. I like the, uh, the This is going to be funny. <laughs> go ahead. The, uh, the food chart. <laughs> Perfect. What oh, is boy. it called? <laughs> Nutrition. The pyramid? Yeah, food pyramid. Or is that from 1970? Is this Jamie talking <laughs> or is this Captain Whiskey? That's whiskey. They have another <laughs> glass of whiskey in front of them. This could be. This an one's a bigger glass. glass yep. In fact, I'm trying to get Jamie drunk. Uh, <laughs> I think you succeeded already. No, no, no. no. Sean I'm holds molecules together as the sh- as they should be held. He also knows when to get loose and let the nearby particles grow and stretch. Usually, according to phase change, he is the number that tells us what the ballpark figure of the melting boiling points will be. The show has many aspects of our particles and their interactions. Longtime fan of the show. I am enrolled in chemistry currently. <laughs> Never would have known. I hope this email has improved my writing skills. I have got a great head high going. Smoked some cat piss recently. 
Whoa. Yeah, it got weird at the end. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that he says, I hope this email improved my writing skills. Just a very self-interested. Can Alex get some cat piss? When when you were reading it at first, I was like, wow, smart people like listening to three dummies talk, don't they? That reminds me of my new character. That he broke it down that way. Sean, do you hear my new character? You're going to love it. Uh, I'm so stupid. When I see a stop sign, I go faster. He's like, really stupid. Uh, Duh. Is that a TV or a peanut? (laughs) He doesn't know the difference between a fucking TV or a peanut. My favorite part is what you explain. Uh, Duh. That's so dumb and wonderful though, right? Okay. Coming soon in Jamie's one-man show. But, I, I mean, this isn't a huge sample size, but another um, reoccurring theme from these listener emails is drug use. <laughs> yeah, everybody's on, but I think everybody's on drugs these days, you know? Oh. Everybody smokes pot or something. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was drunk Antidepressants, <laughs> you know. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Or, sure, or right, pot. Right. The whole shebang. Well, uh, where are you on for a while, Ritalin? Adderall. Oh, right. And it's bang. This is from... <laughs> This one is from Xander, and it says, Hey, Longshot, I am a 20-year-old college student originally from Worcester, Mass. Sean's references to my hometown tickle me to no small degree. I went to college oh, in Worcester. Cool. Um, every major city in the world has at least one waterway. Oh, no, I'm fucking that up. I'm drunk, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Last year, I was asked to take time off because I was skipping classes and not completing courses. I was having trouble adjusting to a new place and was struggling with depression. I felt deeply that I was in the wrong place and often fantasized about dropping out and moving to a city to start performing comedy. And now that I'm re-enrolled as a physics major, the fantasies can be overwhelming. Luckily, the podcast gives me a chance to live these possible futures vicariously. I found The Long Shot after years of listening to podcasts, and it very quickly became my favorite. I think the reason I love the show so much is that it is a refuge from the endless layered irony of most comedy stuff out there these days. Your ability to seamlessly weave between honest discussion of your real lives to flawless character work, Jamie, I'm looking at you, (laughs) is something rare these days. I'm so stupid. Sean is someone who has peered into, <laughs> fallen off the slippery edge of, and clambered back out of the abyss, a real Kafka of our times. He is also one of the best improvisers I've ever heard or seen. Well, Aww. that's really nice. Thank you. Eddie is the anthropomorphized abyss, a big wounded animal whose answer to life's terminal tragedy is to roar with laughter in the face of the gods. The Bitter Buddha was excellent, mm-hmm. by the way. Eddie's preternatural comedy instinct is so keen and unrelenting that I don't know how to finish this sentence. Aww. Amber's positivity is the perfect counterbalance, and her laugh is delightful. It is a treat to see someone grow in confidence of her own comedic talents and abilities, as Amber has over the course of the show. Aww. And Jamie? <laughs> what can be said of Jamie that hasn't been said already? Booker extraordinaire, clown king of anti-comedy, drug-addled womanizer whose heroic rise and fall... <laughs> Is microscopically represented in every episode. I never write fan mail to anybody because I'm sure most of these corporate fucks don't even read it or else (laughs) pass it along to some Kenny-esque stooge. Anywho, just wanted to let you guys know I love the show deeply and I'm so glad 
I found you lovely and entertaining people. Oh. Xander, P.S. I think this is where the postscript goes. Please, please, please release season three soon. What a lovely email. Yeah, that really was really nice. The womanizing part, though. I well, think it might have been a joke. It's not like success. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think it was. It's success. like uh. you giving them the wave over is funny. But uh, you know what? Whatever. That's the whole thing. But you know what, guys? It's about connection. You drunk He's guys. Mumbling. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not drunk at all. But I'm. This is what There's it all comes down to. The inspiration part. Uh-huh. It's all about connection, and right. that's what this podcast is. And that's what I when I talk to all these young comics, I'm like, when you're on stage, or if this is our platform, this podcast, it's all about connecting with people, and that's why we've succeeded. That's why we're in our seventh season because people can relate and connect to what we're doing and we're, we're able to be ourselves and we're able to um, be very vulnerable and, and that's not something you can get every day. And that's what we want to see on stage. That's why, we, that's why we connect to certain... That's what art is, when you can connect to something and that's what... Um, I want to see how long this goes on. <laughs> I'm not... I mean, I'm, whatever. I'm going to stop now because just, you know, I'm like... No, but, but the drunkenly point, babbling because I'm drunkenly babbling, but uh, but that is what it is, everything is about, and that's what the inspiration I was talking about earlier. Well, this is what I say to all the young comics out there. Uh, I, I <laughs> like whatever. I but, agree with what you're saying, but that's why we like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or anything <gasps> that we've seen. It's because it's an ability to connect, and um, and that's why I think we're, we'll succeed well into our 14th and 15th. <laughs> 16th, 18th seasons. All right. Our next email is from Joseph Genovese, who I believe is the head uh, of one of the five families. <laughs> Dear Lo Show Poe, I'm going to try to make this short, but it will be tough. You guys do something for me that no podcast or audio anything does. Laugh and smile a whole lot. Aww. I feel like I'm part of that room when I listen. Where I am, not a lot of podcast listeners. I'm as far east as you are west in southern Maine. Uh, yeah. I don't have the <laughs> Wicked Maine accent, though. I just recently made my first trip to L.A., and in the four quick days there, I was able to catch an Cat show, which was great. Being on stage with Conroy felt pretty cool. Wish I asked for a pic now. Please, Aww. anybody can ask me for a picture whenever they want. I'm very accommodating. Can I get a picture right now? <laughs> Shut I'm up, Jamie. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sound weird, but for some time now, past four years... Since my older brother passed, oh. I've had this psychic ability. Not one I can channel, just I have... <laughs> Sorry, but this email just got weird. I have thoughts, as we all do, and a lot, as most will. But it may take a day or two, and things will happen that coincide with those thoughts. I'm not talking about sitting at a traffic light and saying that light's going to turn green. But Tuesday, May 14th, I was driving home and thought, I'm going to lose someone close. Mm. And I got oh. choked up. And thought about how shitty it would be if someone goes. After my brother, I thought I'd never feel pain like that. So I just let that thought pass as I do all my thoughts. The next day, 15th, I had to drive two hours north to Bangor, Maine for work. And I always seize those moments for a low show po ep. I've heard them all. But the Joe Wagner show is by far my favorite. I've never felt more part of the room for some reason. The sunglasses, the awkward laugh during Amber's checking in that Pep started. Seriously, I rewound that part twice. <laughs> Wagner was epic-toned like Eddie was pepitoned. <laughs> James nailed it this ep with his characters, and Amber, as cute as always, dropped the best F-bombs a guy could ask for. Conroy, you're just great at what you do. 
got nothing for me. I know that was really clever of me to say about you, Sean. Now, <laughs> you knew you were going to say something. <laughs> now back to my psychic stuff. I was going to lose someone. You guys jumped into dog talk, and it was so great. Eddie with his doggy. I liked it. I'm at Destination Banger, and I finished the podcast. Then I get a call. My girlfriend and I's dog gets hit, and she dies by a truck. I'm just devastated. Belly sank and heart stopped. I've never been a pet person in my 29 years until I met this girl and her doggy. Gracie Lou stole my heart instantly. I cried a lot. Never thought I could love the dog that much. My tough guy mold broken, shattered over a dog. I write not to be a downer, but in a positive manner. It was important. I guess I listened to this app before that news. My psychic force feed almost. You guys brighten my day in a world that can be so dark. I'm a year and two months sober. Sorry, we're drinking whiskey, which is a big accomplishment and huge help for brighter days as well. But thank you guys so much. You inspire me to keep being funny as I aspire to be an entertainer of some sort. While my fellow people perspire and my food doth expire Mm -hmm. with a belly like a tire and a hair full of dryer. I say you're fired, then you're hired. Go to bed because I'm tired. Have a brochure. Take a flyer. Thanks for the way you inspire. <gasps> Little rhyme callback for you, Eddie. Don't read this line aloud. If you should read it on air, as I know you're aware of what a callback is. Too bad Eddie's not here to hear that. Quick sidebar. I had a guy try and tell me what a callback was, and I hate to interrupt people, but I had to shut this guy down. He was too <laughs> explanatory for my liking. And I just blurted rudely, I know what a fucking callback is, fucko. <laughs> anyway, I'm a poor middle-class citizen like everyone else, but I hope to donate and buy a shirt when they come out. Truly your biggest fan. Truly, Joey G. I, I love Joey G yeah, so much. that was wonderful. Sorry, Sorry about, about the puppy. I know. Oh, my God. And that's so weird that I was talking about the dog earlier. Mm-hmm. And the inspiration. I know. He is psychic. Yeah, that was weird that oh, that God. all coalesced like that. I love this show so much. I love you guys so <laughs> oh much. <laughs> I know that's weird, and I'm not like it sounds like I'm kidding. I'm so serious. Like I know. I forget that we've done like over 140 some odd episodes, and then this thing fucking people listen to it, and it matters. You know, it's God crazy. bless you both, and you both. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's gonna be like, take his keys. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not even drunk. I'm like uh, you are. Like, You've had two gigantic glasses of whiskey. No, I had one small and one big. And I'm not even done with the big. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, but yes, it's Love Fest. Uh, okay, here's another email from Rhea Ashwini. Rhea, I think... It sounds familiar. I think, I think she lives here. in India. I think and, I met her. Well, let me read you the email. Because okay. I think she and I... Well, all right. Dear Uh-oh. Low Show Poe, I want, she's young. She's like 16 or 17 or maybe 18 now. She was young when, she, when we started the podcast. Uh-huh. She's gotten older since we started the podcast. Weird. Uh, cool. I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to participate in your t-shirt competition, but I couldn't because I had to study for my SATs and for other entrance exams for college. When I finished my exams, I did some sketches. Although it is not a particularly good likeness of her, here is a sketch of the lovely Amber Kenny. And then there's a link to it, which you can look at later. Yeah, I don't look know. at that. I don't care. <laughs> I've never, I haven't looked at any of these emails. <laughs> I Tomorrow, I will get the results of my board exams, which determine whether or not I get into college or not. You I, do. I wrote to you guys almost a year ago asking for advice on how to choose a career, engineering or design. Sean, your reply meant a lot to me. 
You told me not to do what you should do or what you're supposed to do or what others want you to do. If you have goals or aspirations, go for them. Thanks to you, I finally picked a stream that offers a compromise between what you told me and what my parents and Indian culture want me to do. Food truck. Electronics design. I would not have been able to pick it were it not for you, and I am exceedingly grateful. I am confident that I made a good choice. However, there is a good chance I may not even get in. The 16 IITs, Indian Institute of Technology, have a collective acceptance rate of 1%. Compare Whoa. this to Harvard's acceptance rate of 6%. Whoa. But see, I, well, I feel like she's so fucking smart I that know. she even knows I what I Harvard's acceptance rate. I know. Like, I'm like, I what believe is acceptance that she's going to be top of yes. the class. I don't yes. know why. I just have For the last two years, week after week, day after day, I'd come home from school. I'd go to extra classes in the evening and then study till midnight. Then finally leave for school again at 5 a.m. This is where you guys come in. For those two years, you've been one of my only sources of joy and laughter in the midst of my soul-crushing workload. Whoa. After a week of studying, I could kick back and just feel all the stress melt away as I listened to another episode. By the end of the year, all my friends were at the brink of nervous breakdown. I was relaxed and calm. I know that the long That's shot incredible. cannot possibly exist forever, and one day you will decide to stop making these wonderful weekly pockets of joy. When that sad day comes, know that you will always have a lifelong fan in me. You will always have a special place in my heart. Eddie, Sean, Jamie, and Amber, thank you. Love, Rhea Ashwini. Oh, my oh. God. It's so nice. <laughs> I almost feel like they're making fun of us. It's so nice. It's so... Yeah. So it's hard to wrap my mind around also, it. Also, what's funny is I'm picking these at random. Like, I, I wonder, I would not have picked these. Right. Because they're too nice, you know? <laughs> right. It sounds we like we're conflict. like, we're great, we're great, <laughs> you know? Uh, um, no, that, that's incredible. I don't, it, I'm honored and humbled. I, I, I hope Rhea lets us know what happened. Like, yeah. did she get I really feel like she's going to get, gonna get in. I do too. Like, how does somebody in India, when they're 16 years old, Find this podcast. Right. It's so weird. I was just thinking about that when you were reading that email. Like, even in the emails we've heard today, like, these different people are all listening to us. It's so insane. I guess People in Maine, people in India, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I do listen. It's a guilty pleasure. Uh, this is from Richard <laughs> Cocknar. Fake name, obviously. I'm kidding, Richard. <laughs> hey, Low Show Poe, there's a pretty awesome Nova documentary on Netflix about dreams. It makes a really compelling case for their evolutionary value. If I remember right, dreams are basically your brain preparing you to deal with things that you perceive as possible threats. Hmm. That way you don't freeze up should you actually be presented with a similar situation. Good to know. <gasps> that just reminded me. I'm sorry. Really quick. Jesus, Amber. I had a dream this weekend that like three of my good friends were yelling at me and telling me I was a bad person for this recent relationship I was in. Isn't that Which intense? Which friends? I'm not going to say. So it's not us. No, it's not you guys. But, but like, I don't know. It was intense. I'm having some guilt, I guess. Don't Maybe. feel guilt over a dream. <laughs> it's a dream. But there's a weird kind of like... Like where does the where do dreams start and reality begin? You know, it's like kind of a weird kind of overlap. Sean, are you gonna do anything? <laughs> <laughs> this is from George R. Guitari the Third. Guitari. <laughs> I like the sound of you. You sound a little guitari. 
the last it's called first re first kissed Ray first kiss episode. Last time I wrote in was to compliment the team for the hilarity of the now infamous puzzles episode. <laughs> yes, <gasps> that was the beginning of this yeah. dynamic. Eddie, of course, pouted as he had not been on that show. In the first Kiss show, Eddie more than made up for his absences. I found myself laughing out loud several times, usually at Eddie's contributions, the rest of the team. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Eddie, 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 ever, Eddie but this up. episode, Eddie shone brightest by far. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a good one. <laughs> I wish I had not picked that one. What is eight letters <laughs> and really no funny. longer here? P E P I T O N. Eight! <laughs> Um, <laughs> eight, eight letters no longer here. Pepitone. Sayonara. God. Also eight letters. S A Y O N A R A. Sayonara. Also eight letters. This is really weird. You're like a brain man. <laughs> um, ocho Ocho. <laughs> eight letters. Okay, this me- this this email is from Jen. Uh-huh. It's called You Guys. Uh-oh. Are we in trouble? I like you. <laughs> I really, really like you, Jen. Aww. That's the whole email. That's kind. You Here's an email dummies. from <laughs> Marin. <laughs> Marin. Marin. I don't know. And the subject is a male for Jamie. Hmm. Wait, hey, people. Male spelled. M A I. M A Y E L. Weird. Where is this going? <laughs> oh, it's oh, sorry. It's a moyle for Jamie. <laughs> Late onset uh, brissery. <laughs> hey, brissery. Uh, hey, people. I'm one of your two listeners in Croatia named Marin, and have contacted you before with a mixture of critique and praise. It's the perfect mixture. I still think you are one of my favorite shows, although without Eddie, something seems to be missing. Eddie. <laughs> anyway, here's an email for Jamie. The non-Jamie podcast participants may feel free to ignore the rest of this email. Mm. Hey, Jamie. This might be really obvious and might come off as pointless, but it's something that helped me change myself and become the person that I want to be. It's too th- I feel like I should read this in a Croatian accent. Yeah. Please. Agreed. I don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> it's like Russian. I'm going to give it a, a shot. Twist. Hey, Jamie, this might be really obvious and come off as pointless, <laughs> but it's something that helped me change myself and become the person that I want to be. It's two things. One, <laughs> when people tell you just to be yourself, they don't mean it and you should not do it. <laughs> what? Two, confidence is not something you're born with. It's something that you can learn and master. Allow me to elaborate. <laughs> Just be yourself only holds ground when yourself is not an angsted, nervous guy that says pointless things he doesn't really mean and then self-reflects and feels like a douche. I'm talking about myself here mostly. (laughs) What you need to be is the person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. This may sound like semantics, but it's important to realize that the way you act currently is yourself. And you're not going to change unless you change yourself. Therefore, don't be yourself. Be the person that you aspire to be. Never be yourself because you're always yourself. And clearly, it's not working out. I'm sorry. (laughs) Secondly, confidence. I said that it's a skill that can be learned. You can fake it. At least at first, you can actively think about certain aspects of yourself, which I explain below. And adjust them in a way that makes you come off as confident. As time goes on, 
You will become more comfortable with this new confidence thing, and you won't be faking it anymore. It will become your second nature. So how do you learn confidence? Like any skill, it takes a mixture of know-how and practice. Start off with body language. I'm going to go on a whim here. Not out on a limb, but on a whim. (laughs) And judge that while podcasting, you're probably sitting back in your chair with your hands under the desk. (laughs) Touching each other. The hands. The hands. The hands. The hands. (laughs) We do hold hands. Uh, Sorry, Croatia. Uh, or you're it. sitting with your arms crossed. You probably use some sort of cover, like a phone or glasses. I might be wrong. What am I right Still now? Still hear me out. This is all defensive behavior. You feel uncomfortable in this situation, so you cross your arms, touch your stomach, hide yourself under the desk or behind some object to protect yourself. Changing this is the first and vital step to confidence. Open your arms and legs. Put them on the table. <laughs> But not your legs. (laughs) Lean in a bit. This is what animals do. Birds stretch their wings to make themselves seem bigger and more important. (laughs) This is what you'll do. This will also allow people to connect with you more easily. And as a result, you'll be more interesting. Which leads me to the other point. (coughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Speech. It is vital that when you speak, even if you don't believe it, you vocalize it proudly and loudly. It doesn't matter what it's about. Actively try to speak like it's vital to you, like it matters and like it's interesting. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a turtle crossing a forest. <laughs> <laughs> that is Croatian. Or an alien he abduction. replace Eddie. <laughs> I know. If you act like it's interesting, people will believe you. That's the thing with emotions. They're contagious. Viral. This email would be really long. If I started giving you any minor tips, but one really, really important thing is to study other people. Look at a group of people and try to tell who dominates the group and who is the submissive one in the group. Study their behavior, speech, body language. Copy accordingly. Take a look at how Russell Brand speaks and acts. I just he is the epitome of confidence. Another thing is to challenge yourself. Get yourselves in situations where you are the center of attention and try to be completely confident and dominant. Oh, and try to help yourself out. Wear clothing, makeup, hair, anything that will make you feel awesome. Thanks for reading, and have a great week. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. That was rad. I don't know if it would have been as much fun without the accent. I just finished Russell Brand's autobiography last night, and it was inspiring. That guy was fucked on heroin. Yeah. Crazy. And that was a guy that womanized. Whoa. He still does. But that was a great letter. Um, I feel like this guy, I, I, I bet you dollars to donuts, as my grandfather used to say. I'll take either dollars or donuts. I bet this guy has done the, whatever you call it. You know what I'm talking Landmark about. Landmark for him? No, no, no. Not that, but the seduction. Oh, pickup oh, artist the stuff. Yeah. And stuff. I bet he has done this because yeah. that's what that shit is all about. Right. Like, be the dominant male. Be confident. Yeah, yeah, all right. yeah. Anybody I can mean, be confident. I, I don't know. I'm torn about that emo because they're like... There was good points, but there is also something weird about living your life worrying about dominating. Like, there's something sociopathy kind mm-hmm. of. Oh, absolutely. Um, just, yeah. But I, I think know. it's all things that it's just being confident in what the fuck you're talking about. And, you know, we can all relate to the turtle I mean, before think us. About how long, <laughs> think about how long it took this guy to write this email, first of all. 
a long time. <laughs> I want to know minutes. Uh, I want to know exactly how many minutes. What if it took him four minutes? In which case, you're like, whoa. That's he must be confident. <laughs> and what's irritating about this? And what's irritating about this whole thing is that I keep finding these emails and then about Eddie. No, no, no. And then the whole thing resets to. I mean, we have hundreds of emails here, and it keeps resetting to the first few, oh. which are all about, you guys should keep doing the show. Joe Wagner should be your other host. Get up, Joe Wagner. How are you going to replace Eddie? Get Joe Wagner. <laughs> Jesus Don't Christ. be filled with hate for these people who love our show. <laughs> well, I'm a dumb idiot, and I uh, want Joe Wagner to be our host on the show. He's, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, Wangert. <laughs> did I say Wangert? I think so. Wagner. Winger. There's a Joe. Okay, Winger, here's, a, here's an email really from yeah, Melinda, Melina Stambolis. We should have Winger. <gasps> Do you know her? You know her. You I know all Melina. know her. Yeah. Who, who is she? <laughs> um, John Michael in mm-hmm. uh, Palm Springs' mm. best friend. She hung out with us in Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. She told me she sent a drunken email, but I haven't read it. So I'm oh, very excited it comes. to hear here comes. this. She's the best. <clears throat> Melina. Be yeah, we, we talked a lot about dogs when I when I saw her. Yeah, we got a theme going tonight. I want to go back to Palm Springs so bad. Yeah, it was so She's... beautiful there at 114 <laughs> degrees. God, that was pleasant. <laughs> he had the chihuahua with one eye. Wadi. Mm-hmm. There's so many dogs with one eye. <laughs> it just seems Pirate to be a dogs. recurring theme. Jesus uh, Christ. Hey, guys. <laughs> so I've been listening to the long shot from the beginning. Thanks, Amber. Aww. And have been compelled to write to you on numerous occasions, but when I dreamed about you all last night, hello, <laughs> I figured it was a sign that it was time to drop you a line. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's hello. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, but Longshot is the only one in my queue with no skipped episodes. I listen to you guys on my walk to work, and I have actually been late on a few occasions because I have had to stop on the sidewalk to double over with laughter. <laughs> That's not why you're late to work. Okay, Melina? <laughs> Don't play my Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here are some things I've been wanting to say to you. Eddie, my teeth are also bad teeth. (laughs) I could go into details, but I've decided it pretty much boils down to bad teeth genetics and something I call the stress sleep clench. Anyway, my point, I really like hearing about your tooth toils and travails. It's very comforting to me. (laughs) Sean, weren't you reading a book about wounded knee in Palm Springs and not sailing? (laughs) Also, not sailing. I am going to Budapest in December and cannot wait to visit the labyrinth of Buddha. Oh, right. Which I had not heard of until you talked about it. Oh, and I wanted to ask if there were any Hungarian delicacies you would recommend I try. I know how much you love talking about foods you've eaten. <laughs> One last thing. I love how you've been sharing more personal stories lately. Ugh. And I'm really excited to listen to pleasure I is my business. Jamie, my calendar was so inspiring to me last year that I've cut it up. And have been pasting the graphics on my 2013 non-calendar calendar for added motivation. Yeah. Also, I have been enjoying the interlude music between podcast segments lately. And I'm assuming you are behind it based on your passion for playlist and Pandora station creating. Amber, hey! Your Hi. enthusiasm and laughter are contagious. And you make me want to be always dancing. Like all the time dance party. <laughs> Sounds like and if you ever feel like moving to San Francisco, I can definitely hook you up with a job playing with puppies all day. Yeah. Keep it up, you guys. I truly enjoy every second of your lovely po- podcast. Uh-huh. Melina. P.S. In my dream, we were just hanging out, laughing, and eating pizza. Oh, uh-huh. let's do it. I want pizza so bad. She's so great. Um, when I went to San Francisco this spring, I went and visited where she works. She works at, like, 
a dog hospital. A puppy mill. They're called puppy mills. <laughs> no, no, no. And no. it's just a happy place for puppies to just hang out and be themselves. Um, I did think it was funny that she said the thing about the music. Jamie, you've really gotten a big head about the music at this point, right? No, but I keep seeing compliments about the music. But it's like the more compliments he gets, the more music he puts on there. So there was oh. an episode <laughs> not too long ago where the show ended and there was like 94 <laughs> minutes of music after that. People were emailing me and going, what the fuck happened at the end of the show? Like, No, there's like three episodes where I just played the song to their completion because it was just like a good song. Like, let's let everyone enjoy it. And it was the one song, it was um, this like kind of like uh, vibraphony kind of Madrid, it was like the Madrid Orchestra. And then there was a, 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 a instrumental of the song um, Bernadette by the Four Tops, which is so good because you get to hear these Motown artists and you get to hear that bass without the, the it's so good. And like the drums, you get really appreciate the musicianship and these session musicians in Motown. Alex agrees. <laughs> it's good. That's cool. thank you (laughs) Melina's rad thanks for writing Uh, here is an email from Grand National Championships are we did we win did we make it (laughs) I think it's a a podcast I don't know will you look that up Alex and see if that's a podcast it says hi everybody at the long shot head well let's see if there's a name at the bottom oh Alistair at St. Petersburg, Florida. But I, I have a feeling he does a podcast himself. Or she, if Alistair is a she. Just wanted to... Oh, hi everybody at the Longshot headquarters. Just wanted to drop a line to say how much I enjoy the show. You are one of two podcasts that I must listen to the moment that they're available for download. The other, if you're interested or not... I am. Okay. Is <laughs> stop podcasting yourself. I first heard of the Low Show Poe through Sean's appearances on Improv for Humans, and I've listened since season three. Although, I've also purchased the first two seasons and have a tendency to go back and listen to your old episodes on a continuing basis. Oh my goodness. I don't know what it is about your show that makes it so damn compelling. That sounds vaguely insulting, but please don't (laughs) take it that way. Obviously, you're all very funny, but there are plenty of funny people who can't hold my attention the way you do. It's as though you each represent different facets of my own personality. I identify with Jamie being a 34-year-old man who likes the sea and cake and Jay Dilla and sometimes has trouble asserting myself as strongly as I wish to. Try to speak with your arms not crossed and spread them out. It's very confidence. I work for, oh, like Amber, I work for a bank and spend all my other time pursuing my creative instincts. I'm bald and can be kind of mean like Eddie. I think Alistair's a dude. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't have the same beautiful eyes he's mentioned having on more than one occasion. He never stops talking about how beautiful his eyes. And like Sean, when I speak, I'm very precise with the words that I use. I also often have a big beard that is streaked with gray. Hmm. It's startling how completely those traits sum me up as a person. Oh, and I'm an audio engineer like Jorge. The only things I know about Alex are that he's a drug dealer and, is, <laughs> <laughs> and has been observed in the company of multiple beautiful women. This makes him the least like me, but the one of you with whom I would lo- most like to hang out. I love this. Me too. I realized how much you are in my head when I got some bad news this week. Oh, God. I found out that my department is being eliminated as of August 30th, after which I will be jobless. Uh, While I was feeling sorry for myself and ruminating on my situation, I found myself thinking in Sean's Eddie voice. It's just like Pepitone said, these corporate fucks are trying to ruin me. 
They're after me because I'm an artist, and they feel threatened by the truths I reveal to the public. Of course, no corporate fucks are specifically out to get me, and I have never shown any truths to anyone, publicly or otherwise. And I'm not too worried about my situation yet. I have some time to prepare and a charming demeanor that does well in interviews. Well, he might have beautiful eyes, but he does have a charming demeanor. But I thought that since Prince still hasn't talk, isn't talking about the economy, <laughs> maybe I should let Eddie know about my plight to help add fuel to the fire of his persistent outrage on behalf of the fucking working class. I also have to mention how much I enjoy Sean's album. Thank you. It's been well worth the wait to hear it. I'm happy that everybody in Longshot Town is doing well. Sean's album, Eddie's movie, Amber's Liquid Feet, and Jamie <laughs> enchanting the world one Pandora station at a time <laughs> hey. are all a great motivation to get out and do one's proverbial thing. Keep up the great work, everyone. Here's to a great second half of 2013. Uh, Alistair. You think it's Alistair from yeah, that was that really, nice. really cool. You guys watch... You Podcast and community radio, Alex says. By the way, the Toro y Moi Pandora station is Moi. T-O-R-O <laughs> Spice. Y Spice. M-O-I. Toro y Moi Pandora station. Thank you, Alistair, from You Can't Do That on Television. <laughs> Sean, why are you trying to tell you something? This is 17 hours. <laughs> we've been doing this for No pressure, but this is the hour 17, and uh, you know, I gotta time. go to work. <laughs> this is from Spencer Owen. Let's gas up Jamie's head a little bit. Uh, hi, Low Show Poe, but specifically Jamie. One of the far too many podcasts I subscribe to, The Long Shot is a favorite. A must listen immediately among the group. Nothing need more be said for me on that point. No rankings, no fan fiction. No stupid fucking entitled criticism such as that you receive from people who get the podcast for free and feel it's somehow appropriate in their sick brains to play armchair psychiatrist. Nothing. It's great. You guys are the best. Aww. But as a musician and DJ myself, <laughs> I feel I must drop some respect on Mr. Flom for the music curation on the podcast, which, which is achieved no less than artfully every time out. People say they like the music on a semi-regular basis. <laughs> it's true, but I believe further credit is due, at least from where I sit. The music, clue, the music cues are clearly lovingly selected and spliced in with a sense of context, tone, timing, and even wit. I wish I could say more about it without beginning to sound dumb and or repeat myself. So suffice it to say, it is excellent, undervalued, tasteful work. Now, if you will excuse me, I'm going to end this email with a hacky, now, if you will excuse me, construction, and then go listen repeatedly to the Four Tops instrumental that ended yeah. episode 639. What? Thank you for that and everything. Spencer from Oakland, California. P.S. You guys should all get dogs. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, like, this episode's blowing my mind. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's do one more. Let me see if I can find a good one. <laughs> By the way, I should mention, like, I wish, You're like, when we go back and release this episode, when I have to I have to switch out all those, like, I try to use things that are friendly for that don't aren't, have copyright issues. But like the four tops thing, I can't release that, and right. we can't sell that. Right, right, right. Um, but I've been taking more liberties with just songs that, like, fuck it. There's copyright issues, and we can get sued, and no <laughs> and good. hopefully we won't get sued. We should get a lawyer or something. <laughs> I'm 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 going through these emails. There's lots of great ones. I'm just seeing that John Gaffney donated money to us, 
and I just want to give him a specific shout out because John Gaffney is a kid that I a guy. He's not a kid anymore. I grew up with him, and I probably have not seen him in thirty years. Wow! And I've seen him on Facebook recently, and he's like, yeah, crazy. That's awesome. Maybe maybe not thirty years, but at least twenty five. The Gaff Dog. Um. Okay. This is the last one we'll do, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll do another hour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is from, well, it's not loading for some reason. Oh, no. Yeah. Nuts. But I will say there's another email besides this one from Lucas Laszlo that says, is there a way for a longtime fan like myself to send donations directly through the mail? Thanks. There is a way, Lucas. My parents' address. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Send me an email directly, sean at seanconroy.com, and we will, uh, we will hook that up. Like cash? No, no, no like, like a check. I'm sure he's going to send a check. Why is this not loading? That's irritating. Technology is equally exciting and frustrating. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, <laughs> by the way, I, I, I just... I, I, there's an email here that says... Let me let me let me read this one. Yeah, this one's not loading either. Well, Aww. it looks like that'll have to be it. <laughs> Something's going on, and now all of a sudden, emails are not leaving on like a higher note. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? You know, fucking kills. Oh somebody. wait, here we go. <gasps> Got it. Got it. The whole email is just like you inspire me, Jamie. Dogs are great. Yeah, I love the four tops, especially when they're not singing. How does that even make sense? That's so fun. <laughs> I love all the instrumentals that the Four Tops did. When they start to sing, I'm out. <laughs> Jesus, Thank those you, guys bore me. <laughs> um, this is from Russ Ness or Russ Nessie or I don't he know. He knows what his name is. First of all, if you can't pay your gas bill, then at some point you're going to take a second or possibly third job. I timed it. It only takes a couple months of cold showers and a dead stove to decide that it's all bullshit and just take some demeaning, idiotic job. By the way, did I mention that I write software for banks? If you have a... (laughs) In case you couldn't hear it when I said software for banks, Alex just went, oof. I don't even understand. I know. know. Who knows what that even means? He has the weirdest reaction. He does. He's the best. If you have a second job... You're not going to have time for the podcast, and this means that I'm going to have a fairly big chunk of belly laughs eradicated from the amount I need every other week or so. Every other week or so. Apparently, he hasn't been listening to all of our episodes. So I donated a few minutes ago to thank you guys for keeping me from just giving up and taking sadness naps under my desk at work. Use that gas to bake some cookies for Amber. She seems like she could use them. (laughs) I'm actually trying to lose weight right now. (laughs) I would have bought a t-shirt instead, but on one hand, it gets a lot of the bullshit out of the way if I just pay you guys direct. And on the other, I can't look at Jamie's picture on that shirt (laughs) without being worried that his stash will climb up his nose and devour his brain. I'm not a fan of that. The only question I have after listening to your show regularly for about a year is whether or not Jamie masturbates while in character. I see nothing wrong with it. I mean, we it's men of a certain age only get to question. a point where it kind of spices things up a little. But if he's using the old man voice, that entire kink will pretty much be dead to me. No, I, I use the, 
Anyway, I follow you guys on Twitter. FYI, Amber is better at Twitter than all of you. Wow! Tied with Eddie. But we all tend to forget about Eddie when he's never on the podcast anymore. I miss that guy. His voice always reminds me of very of every severe anxiety attack I've ever had. He's the one that got me to listen to you guys. Eddie and three other people I never heard of. Well, anything with Eddie can't be that bad. And I kept listening on even without Eddie because it turned out to be pretty great. Next time one of you guys hit Portland, let me know. Okay. That's like our thesis statement. Mm -hmm. Which is what? That it's... He didn't know who we were, but he's now he knows, us. and he's on board. Yeah, um, we're doing okay. Yeah, I think Thanks so. Thanks for looking at my Twitter. That's, that's a great exciting. thing. To, that's yeah. a great letter to end on. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie just wants to go. Home. No, 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 no. But no, it, it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean it. That's a that's a good one. That's a good one. It's a. It was a weird. Old you guys question. ever hear of the four tops burning down with? <laughs> when you can hear the bass on it, not that Wait, bad. Wasn't fine. it the Temptations? No, it's the four tops. They did burn it out. They sat out of the session because <laughs> they weren't going to sing. <laughs> and I'm sure the audio engineer is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why are we recording this song without you guys? And they were like, no, trust me, man. People are going to love it. Cats are going to dig it if they listen to it without the vocals. You know, they'll be able to hear that bass, which is awesome. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm going to go masturbate to my own drunk voice. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll be back in a moment with more stuff. Thanks for the letters. Keep sending them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. This is Jamie Flam from the world-famous Long Shot Podcast. Really excited about the new season. So much fun in store and so many surprises. You're just going to have to tune in for the next 17 weeks to find out just what they are. Uh, in the meantime, you can come see an amazing show this Saturday night, September 7th, at the world-famous Hollywood Improv on Melrose. Come see Sean Conroy as he headlines the show, Sean Conroy and Friends, and this lineup is phenomenal, one of the best I've ever seen. Uh, we got uh, Maria Bamford, Andy Daly, Matt Besser, Andrew Donnelly, Byron Bowers, Gerard Carmichael, hosted by Whitmer Thomas. This is going to be a, such an amazing show. And you can come for no money. That's right. If you use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N, at the Hollywood Improv website when checking out online, uh, you only pay, pay the service fee. Or if you email me directly, jamie at jamieflam.com, um, I will gladly put you on the guest list. But please join us if you're in L.A. This might even be worth flying in for if you're from Brazil or another international country. Please join us. It's going to be so much fun. We'll see you on Saturday. And have an amazing, amazing week of times. Goodbye. You are listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast on which I am losing my voice. <clears throat> I've had a terrible bronchial infection for like three weeks. You made it through the episode 
more than I expected. Really? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you heard me coughing. Well, and you show. warned us that you might just devolve into coughing. It happens like I start coughing and I can't stop to the point where I'm almost going to throw up. Like it's really, really bad. Um, You're like sorry living for in that a Dickens novel. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like black lung disease or something. And like no gas. And <coughs> No, I got my gas back. I, I baked you cookies. They're over there. Oh, thanks. I'm trying mm-hmm. to lose weight. <laughs> uh, so it's time for a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. Let's start today with Jamie. I, we didn't even like, there was never even like, a, are you ready? Usually but you know what's happening. I know, I know, I know. I, all I can think of is I, I got here early tonight by like 20 minutes, so I had time to, to kill. So I just drove Great up. movie, by the way. <laughs> Sam Jackson. Time to Kill, Sam Matthew Jackson. Matthew McConaughey. It was a Grisham novel, wasn't Not it? Not a great movie. No. Oh. Yeah. But I drove up <laughs> into the hills. I drove up your street. It's nice up there. And then made a right. <laughs> and then keep going. This is good stuff. This is compelling listening. I ended up coming out like way down, like on Coenga, way up in the hills. But God bless your neighborhood. It's like this. It's it is an enchanting. Oh, up the hill is spectacular. But it's not just like. And it was like exactly sunset when I got here yeah. too. It but like was the really homes pretty. aren't just like. It's not like these are big houses in the hills. They're just like they have such character, and it's like you're like a weird. Well, this whole area is called Whitley Heights. Whitley Heights is. Heavy. And in the twenties, you just got yourself. 65 stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> in the, well, I'm not in Whitley Heights. I'm just below Whitley Heights. So Even more specific. Even more specific. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I love going up there with Tracy's... I love going up there with the Chancellor's dog Uh-oh. and walking around the the circle because you can see all these old houses and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. In the 20s, this was Beverly Hills. This is where the movie stars lived. Oh, wow. There's all kinds of stories about crazy parties up there and like... Just crazy things. And people have like like leaded stained glass windows and things like yeah. that. But Whitley designed the whole area to be like a Mediterranean villa town. Yes. So all those houses <laughs> are like beautiful Mediterranean villas with pools. And I mean, it's uh, just – I go up there and I'm like, this is why I need to keep running shows so I right, can make enough right, money right, right. to eventually, eventually yes. become a, a landowner in that part of the country. That's where I want to be. It was so enchanting and like, yeah, it's Mediterranean and like these From the Spanish 20s and... until about the 50s, I'm talking the 1920s to the 1950s, <laughs> then they built the 101 and they cut the whole place in half oh. and that's when everybody started going to Beverly Hills to live. Interesting. Yeah. But um, on that point, I know that I kind of talked about this in my checking in, but that's another thing I really like about having a dog is I love walking through neighborhoods. Yeah. But without a dog, it feels like you're being you're a creepy. weirdo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but with a dog, nobody it's like walks this. in LA unless they have a dog. Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm walking the dog, I can really get right so, up close to people's houses and uh, look in and peer over walls yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know steal their stuff, jerk off while I'm watching <laughs> yeah. them dress. You know, the whole nine. Like you did with while that I'm maid. Doing, while I'm doing, <laughs> while I'm doing the old man character, <laughs> I love doing my old man character. While I'm doing, I'm like. Yes, I'd like you to put on some clues. <laughs> but if yes, you didn't slowly, have a dog. slowly put them on. Yes, yes. Oh, look, the dog is taking a shit. I better pick this up, and now I'm going to put it in the bag. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Is that your parting shot, Jamie? Yeah, you have a great neighborhood. and um, <laughs> Thank you. It was exciting to see that. It is really pretty. It was- that, I don't know. Like I've driven around the city many a time, and I've never explored that area. And wow. 
and that was a good one. I hope that, I, I think I think I too want to live there, and so I just <laughs> want to inspire <laughs> our our listeners that like there's no reason. Or that, we could have a compound. Whether <laughs> the long Been shot there, compound, <laughs> whether in Croatia or or Maine. Amber, can you call your parents and ask them if they want to come live with us in Whitley Heights? <laughs> They'd probably be down if they don't have to pay rent at all. From Croatia to Maine. We are not watching The Mentalist. <laughs> you, everyone so can know own a advance. house in Woodley Heights, and I, I support and I'm here to help all your dreams come true. You sound like a fucking medicine show, Barker. I'm here to support and make all your dreams come true. <laughs> I'm serious. Ugh. What is a... I mean, do it at medicine show. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I, I just believe in everyone. Everyone has the capacity to do Can big, great things. somebody give me a ride home? <laughs> I'm fine. I saw I you. I get drink, my you, car tomorrow. You did not give me a third drink, by the way. I cut you off. I know. I'm fine. <laughs> did you get a third drink? I did. But you're home. <laughs> I'm if home. you lived here, you'd be home now. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Let's go next to me. I knew it because you had the book open. I have the book open. <laughs> so I... As you know, Elmore Leonard died last week. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite, favorite authors who I never got into until about 10 years ago. And I, first of all, if you go on the internet, you can find a page where they have every first line of every Elmore Leonard book ever written. Oh, that's cool. And it's fucking amazing. Like, I just loved, you know, obviously, you know, he wrote Get Shorty. Mm -hmm. He wrote Out of Sight. He wrote The Giving Tree. Tax eight, um, but just a fantastic Do a next time. Fantastic <laughs> writer, and the first time I ever became familiar with Elmore Leonard, I heard a guy who I can't remember what his name was, but he had a weird eclectic radio show in New York Doctor for many Demento. many years. <laughs> sure, Doctor Demento. I'm cutting you slack, Jamie. I know, I know. <laughs> we should drink more often. That's good. We'll see. <laughs> if we, if I can come to the improv and you pick up the tab. I'm I do, which I did. I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. If Thank we can do you. that again. Yeah. I had a Diet Coke. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he just read from an Elmore Leonard book on his radio show. He would play records and he would read things. Like It was just a weird show back when... Before FM podcasts. radio, well, yeah, when FM radio could be whatever it wanted, the way right, that podcasts right, right. can now, and of course now every FM show has to be commercial right. and like corp, like a corporations own all the radio stations, and it's just fucking horrible. Anyway, my point is, in honor of Elmore Leonard, I have talked, and it's funny that somebody said the thing. Oh, Melina said the thing about weren't you reading something about yeah, Wounded yeah, yeah. Knee, which I was not. I was reading a book about. Um, it was about Native Americans, but it wasn't about the Battle of Wounded I just Knee. always say you're reading ship books. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I wasn't reading a ship book at that time. But this is a ship book. This is a book <laughs> by an author I've talked about before named Patrick O'Brien. Uh-huh. And he wrote, um, what was the movie they made with Russell Crowe? Uh, Farsight, Master and Commander, colon, Far Side of the World. Worst <laughs> title for a movie ever. The Bitter Buddha with Pep Talks with Eddie Pepitone, the Bitter Buddha, who's from Satin Island, and he's talking he's to got you. Beautiful and his eyes. name is is Eddie Pepitone, and his nickname is the Bitter Buddha. Um, so I've read this guy. This, this guy's written like twenty two of these novels or something like that. 
20, 21, 22. I guess the one he was writing when he died was the 21st book, and it's called 21, about these two characters. And people always kind of poo-poo it. They're like, oh, they're just stupid ship novels about, you know. But my thing is this guy. People poo-poo ship novels? (laughs) (laughs) They're bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the funniest sentence ever uttered in the history of man. (laughs) People poo-poo ship novels? Pretentious ass motherfuckers. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> no, but I always recommend this stuff to people, and nobody ever reads any of it. No one. Every girl I've ever dated, I'm like, here's Master and Commander. And she's like, uh, no. Now, will you walk my dog? <clears throat> um, but anyway, I, I think he's an incredible, it's not just great genre fiction. That's the. Mm-hmm. That's the knock against this stuff is that it's genre fiction. And that's kind of a contemptuous term almost on a par with airport reading, Uh, you know, like uh, what was the movie that things a genre? Well, no, that's not true. People write novels that are indescribable, you know, Um, Agatha Christie. That's a (laughs) genre novel. Um, But anyway, People poo poo shit novels. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> so. I think this guy is not just a great. Um, he not he, he not only writes compelling fiction, he writes beautifully. So I want to read from his from his novel in case anybody hears it and goes, "Oh, that sounds like I like to read something like that." This is from a book called HMS Surprise which is the third book in the series. It's the beginning of chapter five, and this is what it says. The sun beat down from its noonday height upon Bombay, imposing a silence upon that teeming city so that even in the deepest bazaars, the steady beat of the surf could be heard, the panting of the Indian Ocean, dull ochre under a sky too hot to be blue, a sky waiting for the southwest monsoon, and at the same moment, far, far to the westward, far over Africa and beyond, it heaved up to the horizon and sent a fiery dart to strike the limp royals and topgallants of the surprise as she lay becalmed on the oily swell a little north of the line and some 30 degrees west of Greenwich. The blaze of light moved down to the topsails, to the courses, shone upon the snowy deck, and it was day. Suddenly, the whole of the east was day. The sun lit the sky to the zenith, and for a moment, the night could be seen over the starboard bow, fleeting away towards America. Mars, setting a hand's breadth above the western rim, went out abruptly. The entire bowl of the sky grew brilliant, and the dark sea returned to its daily blue, Deep blue. It's really pretty. It's a pretty was... cool description of a fucking sunrise. Yeah. What's dull ochre? It's like a weird brownish it's, yeah, color. Yeah, like a reddish brown. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I just think that's like, how do you describe a sunrise? That's how you describe a mm-hmm. fucking sunrise. In terms of the whole world and the sky 
and the entire sky and the planets disappearing. Like, I just think it's amazing. And there are many, many passages like that throughout his fiction where the ship is just sailing in the middle of the ocean. Right. And he kind of describes the whole scene in such a, such a beautiful way. And obviously there's stuff in there that's very technical, like the top gallants and the top sails and right. the, you know, and the first couple times you read the books, you just have to kind of skip over that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't slow you down. Just let it and wash then eventually over you. you, you start to understand how the ship is set up. So anyway, read Patrick O'Brien. He's dead now. He seemed like a fascinating guy. I have videotape of him from like an interview in the early nineties. He was a really weird, old, interesting dude. I think he was in his nineties when he died. Okay. Amber. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've since been trying to keep it together. Just thinking about people poo poo ship novels. I don't know why that's so funny, but my parting shot is going to be about, um, I feel like, I've kind of talked about this before, but I really am taking dance classes on a regular basis again. Here we and, go again. And I mean, that's literally how I spent my childhood. I was in dance classes every night yeah, of the week. Yeah, you have talked about that. <clears throat> but for some reason, I decided when I was 19 that I was too old to dance. You're and, never too old to dance, baby. <laughs> um, but like, I think it was. That's going to be my gravestone. <laughs> Still dancing. (laughs) Baby. (laughs) So creepy. (laughs) It's a pile of bones. With a skeletal face doing a take. (laughs) Winking. (laughs) Still dancing, baby. (laughs) With a worm coming out of one of the eyes. All the families avoid that stone. Um, The Haunted Mansion at Disneyland actually portrays a series of ghosts engaged in dancing. Yeah, they waltz. They waltz. But I realized that I think I was scared and I also was like, if I can't be a famous professional dancer, then like, why bother? And and cut it out of my life. And um, I'm, I don't know, I guess to like our young listeners that are out there or any age, but like, I wish I could go back. Rhea, we're talking about you, Rhea Ashwini. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and, and shake myself because it's something that makes me so incredibly happy. Like it's insane how happy it makes me. I, it's my first love. Like I just feel good physically mm-hmm. and mentally. The whole- Well, it's music, which is emotional, connects to you yeah. emotionally and you're being Connected. physical. Yeah. Which is another whole way of connecting to the world. And yeah, it it feels creative. It feels active. I'm just pouring sweat. Um, Basically, like, do what makes you happy, dum-dums. And uh, whether you're doing it professionally or not. But that's why you found that perfect niche of dancing and comedy, too. (laughs) It really is. Like, combining exactly what you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. I used to love to dance. I'm a very good dancer. I mean, not in a trained way, right? But I have a great sense of rhythm. Dance, and I can move really well, which is always an indication, by the way, of. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I can move my hips incredibly. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> but, but no. Here's what I was going to say: is that I've gotten older and I've gained a lot of weight, and I don't do it anymore. Because I have a bad back and mm-hmm. I'm scared and I don't right. – I stand on the sidelines at a wedding right, right, and I right. don't get in there. And you don't want people to be like, oh, look at that And I guy. regret that. I, I wish I could still do it and I'm still hoping to get to the point it's where I can move again. It's the cheesiest I – mean, oh, nice. Baby, I can move. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. 
It's um, it's the cheesiest thing in the world, but I also kind of believe it. The dance like nobody's watching thing. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck those people. I, I went to a wedding once and I was dancing my ass off. And I mean, like, dancing my ass off. Like, modern dance. And, um... And then your ass fell off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where did it go? Um, <laughs> Hi, lost and found. I had a problem. This is really embarrassing. Did you guys find an ass? <laughs> they just bring out a big box of asses. <laughs> is it that one of these? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it was like a it, it was a guy I went to college's wedding, and so there was a lot of people I knew from different times in college, and there was a bunch of people who were sitting on the sidelines. Judging, making fun of us for dancing, mm. and they even like said a snide comment, and I and because I've been on what both What was the ends. snide comment? I don't know, just like, oh, you guys are having a lot of fun, but they said it in like a looks ep- like you guys are having a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my snide voice. Um, but like the you but, sure seem to be having fun, Amber. But my comeback was, yeah, we are having a lot of fun, like. I don't know. I've been on both sides. Yeah. It's easy to sit on the sidelines and make fun of the people who sure. are trying. I would like to be less of that person. Mm-hmm. I would rather be the person. In life. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Be the person who tries, mm-hmm. not the person who snides. <laughs> people and poo-poo don't ship poo-poo novels. ship novels. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious, though. Jamie! <laughs> You're chewing so loud. Really? Can you hear that? You're chewing ice into the microphone. I agree with you guys so much, though. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I'm looking back. <laughs> it is. It's about not being judgmental as fuck and, like, letting people stop judging yeah. and stop and caring about being because judged. Because in comedy, that's what you do a lot of the right, time. Right, right, you right. Look of course. At but I, I, I feel like the best com- the one, the comedians I like the most... And I hope I'm one of these people uh-huh. are the people who judge themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the people who go, right. what's up with this fucking idiot? Right. Well, and I think the people who judge, it's really easy to be like, oh, like they're cooler than the people trying. But if you really look at it, they're scared. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're keeping themselves out of the, the They don't want to look foolish. Yeah. It's all judgment though. And like, I mean, you know, I'm judging them by judging the people who judge. So we're in a fucking vicious circle. I don't know how to get but out of that. Some it. shitty people are going to make it. And some we know plenty of right. shitty people that are successful. But every moment wasted is wasted when you think about... Are you talking about Aziz Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I have no idea. That was 10 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was, but no, every second judging other people's success and all the other things is fucking wasted. Yeah. It's- Guys, every second judging other people's success. <laughs> You're judging me right now. Stop it's it. Wasted, okay? Don't judge other people's success. <laughs> Just go for your own Look, success, I'm not, I'm not, I know guys. it sounds cliche. And I hope this is inspiring you. Look, I'm going to take that with a grain of fucking salt because it's true, though. Um, I'm going to take it out with a grain of fucking salt, okay? Because <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Like, you shouldn't judge other people. You shouldn't. And I, but I'm, I'm as guilty of it as everyone else. Like, I, I do it all the time, but I'm trying to catch myself more. And, like, why would I waste my time carrying what right. that person, like, that's a second that I'm not putting Or he's reading a book at this point, by the way. He's doing his taxes. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing his taxes. This 2014 Folks, this has been the long shot. It is a podcast. It lives on. Really quickly, we were scared we didn't have shit to talk about tonight and we just did one of our longest episodes yeah but who knows if we had shit to talk about oh yeah don't poo poo shit boats or yeah. whatever 
People poo poo ship novels. Uh, all right. We will see you next time, and there will be a next time. Thank you for your support and love. Yeah, those You're emails were amazing. It's crazy. We'll see you next time on the long shot. Goodbye. Poo poo. <laughs> ship novel. Nug chump. I see you're reading a ship novel. Poo, poo. That must be so fun for you. Can I, somebody drive me home. I'm fine to drive. I drive better when I'm had some drinks. For more information on The Long Shot Podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com. We're also on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. And, of course, we're on the All Things Comedy Network, ATC, allthingscomedy.com. I go back to like a letter, black crackers.